0: Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show, Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake, because none of us have time to exercise and work out, and me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions. Some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving.
1: Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Morgan. And we are co-hosts with the Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake community founded by Zibby Owens. And a little bit about us. I am a wife and mother of two. I have a five-year-old daughter and a 11-month-old son. I'm a nurse practitioner and we are in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I am here to tell you a little bit about our story, a little bit about raising kids and trying to figure out this chaotic weight loss goal and health goals we're trying to meet. I'm Morgan, I'm a wife and
0: mom of two as well. I work as a full-time chemical engineer. I have a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son who are both wonderful yet challenging at times. And I have zero medical experience unless you count the countless hours of researching I do on Google when I am trying to self-diagnose with whatever terminal or rare illness I may have.
1: So I met Morgan through family, my husband and her practically cousins, right? Yeah. So when we were pregnant is whenever we kind of connected and I was having all the mom feelings as a first-time mom, and I remember going to Morgan's house and just stressed and on the verge of tears. And Morgan just said all the right things. She's very real because her daughter's three months older. So she was in the thick of it. And we just connected. And I was like, instant mom friends. I'll hang out with her. Yeah. And it's hard, too. So we
0: live in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is in the deep south. And it's not necessarily Socially acceptable to talk about your problems all the time, right? And with motherhood, there are a lot of really hard things. And as much as crazy rewarding it can be at times, sometimes you just need to vent about your kids or your husband or your job or even your body.
1: <laughs> yes, and it's been so nice to have you that I can send messages to any time of day, and you're usually there exactly. to understand and all the memes. So, we are not advising any diagnoses or treatments. Of course, seek your clearance from your provider before starting any new diet or exercise regimen. So, we as moms have gained knowledge from experience, and through losing weight, we've learned a few things not to do. For example, you know, when you're, like, so stressed, it's the end of the day, and you find yourself in the pantry, like like chips, like I can't keep them in my house, but if I do that, I'm like hiding in the pantry, just all of a sudden eating half a bag of chips. Yeah. It's like a call for your kids too. They just like hear like the
0: opening (laughs) of potato chips and they come a running. And so you, you catch yourself hiding from them sometimes to get a break and also have a decent snack, but those usually aren't our
1: healthy snacks. Right. Hope and dad's keeping an eye on them. Definitely. No, no. (laughs) So also, like, you know, the day, like, you like, okay, it's Sunday, Monday, tomorrow, I'm going all in to be healthy, so let me eat all these snacks so we won't have them for the week in the house. Yeah, or,
0: trying to set yourself up for success, but you're actually just contributing to your failure before
1: you get on, like, a healthy path. Yes, like, for example, when I was postpartum, three months, I was like, okay, Ryan, we're going to torchies. Now, like, got a margarita, ate that queso. That's so good. Like, tomorrow's the day. And of course, I felt horrible yeah, that
0: evening. You start yourself off on a bad note. You don't feel good because you ate things yeah. that don't nourish your body. And then you're trying to really get over the hump, and you've made
1: the hump so much bigger. Right. So, lesson learned anything else that you've done? Experience probably shouldn't. Well, I think one of my
0: toxic traits is definitely like starving myself or even just eating healthy throughout the week, but not really eating enough. And so I'll eventually break and have like a night where I can't sleep because my body just can't rest. It's so hungry. And then I eat all the things. And part of my journey that I've identified is I try to eat gluten free and dairy free, not because I don't love all of those things, but because they hurt my stomach. So I'll go down like a spiral of eating those things. And then it'll take my body days, if not a whole week to really recover because of really just spiraled at that point.
1: Yeah. I think we've all been there for sure. So those are a few things we've learned maybe not to do. And so as a nurse practitioner, I talk to my patients a lot about wellness and preventative health and healthy eating. Lots of women and men in the office will bring up weight. And so I try my best to be supportive, but we do not run a weight loss clinic where I work. So I want to give a quick little tip about a hormone called ghrelin. It, is a, it controls our food intake. So whenever you are hungry, it starts spiking. And then after you eat, it'll decrease. And so a kind of sucky thing is whenever we lose weight and the pattern is usually weight loss, plateau, then circle back to regain. It's like our bodies are trying to get back to our like our average weight. And so it really feels like it's working against us. And that hormone plays a role there. And so it's difficult to maintain weight loss because after you lose a significant amount of weight, you go into hypometabolism. So your metabolism slows and then the hunger hormone ghrelin increases. So now you're hungrier trying to lose weight. So it's important to Keep. So that's why you don't want to crash into weight loss. Like people go all into keto. It's just not sustainable lifelong. So you want to make choices that you can keep doing. It's just your body
0: basically like trying to work against you, which seems so unfair because you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to get healthy and lose weight, and your hormones
1: are just like sabotaging you in a way. Exactly. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And it's hard to keep that motivation going. And I don't know. I think we learned a little bit about that from the program we did. So postpartum, whenever, like I mentioned earlier, it was really difficult for me. I had both of my kids ended up having some serious medical issues within their first month of life. I was not in a great place. And, you know, three months in, here I am worried about what my body looks like. I Which just... It's
0: crazy. You should be worried about taking care of your children, especially in that stage of life. But... Everybody just puts so much pressure on you to lose weight, especially after the baby. And then we probably put more pressure on ourselves
1: than anyone else. Absolutely. Trying to struggle with breastfeeding, which is supposed to help you lose weight, but that was a huge challenge for me. Yeah, total loss. Didn't lose any with that. <laughs> Same, but I only made it like two two or four weeks. But you know, it was such a blur. And then I remember just being so concerned about that. And I actually jumped into that program, which is a 12 week like health coach, one on one thing that Morgan and I it was the same program. We didn't do it to get at the same time. Yeah.
0: You kind of influenced me to do it. And it was, it was really rewarding. It taught me a lot of skills to use through your weight loss journey. And though I don't always use all of those tools that we were taught, I think that those are the types of things that you really need to work into a
1: sustainable program. Right. So I felt like the big, the component of that was she had our meal plans, our exercise regimen, and then also accountability. And that was The biggest thing for me, and I think for most people to continue, but the tools with mindset were definitely a game changer.
0: Yeah, I think the accountability is good too. It's just hard if you're not part of like some group to find that because as moms, we're all in different stages of life and it's hard to keep up with, you know, what's working for you and not have cheerleaders for you. And that's kind of one of the things that really helped. And that's one of the things that since we've become friends, we've tried to do for each other to support each other so that we don't
1: get super fat and miserable. <laughs> and I feel like even, th- even that, like we are like, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable this week, but we're both like mom, y'all know, my my life is just, we're here, we're there. We don't live near each other. So it'd be nice to meet up, but to even, you know, find that person that you can continue working out, you know, keep you accountable is hard. It is. And it's hard to fit it in with all of the
0: things, you know, you have schedules and appointments and classes for your children after school and all of the things. And then we work full time. It's just difficult to get on the same schedule as other people. So it is nice to have an online community
1: sometimes to support you too. Yes, we really enjoyed that program. And did you, so I don't know if you have a similar story, but I became very weight conscious whenever I was in fifth grade. I was in fourth or fifth grade and a family member came up to me. I was like, hey, you need to like work out. You need to exercise. I'm like, oh, Uh, so young. So that was really hard, and when things I started paying attention to, and you know, did I go work out at that age? No, but (laughs) they got me in sports, which helped my activity. But it was it was hard to be told that at such a young age, and has absolutely stuck with me ever since.
0: You know, I remember just growing up as a child. There's not like an initiating, I guess, event, but my mom dieted and still is her whole entire life, and. I don't want my kids to remember that about me. Like I I want them to remember that I enjoyed life and that I ate the things that I loved and, you know, nothing really held me back. And I don't want my body or the way that I look to be something that my children remember
1: negatively about me. Yes, I agree. Since I can remember, mom was on a diet. She never forced that on me, but she always was, you know, it was all low-fat like like the snack wells and the gosh, beach body and my dad was doing Adkins. I remember everyone just it was just constant weight talk. It's always part of your life, right? And yes. you don't
0: your parents probably don't realize that you remember those things, but you
1: do. Right, and so that definitely plays a role for me to think about my our daughters and my son already at this age. But I had listened to one of Zibby's other podcasts, and they were talking about just. Getting on the scale because I was doing that every day. And so uh, my daughter was seeing me and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to put that up. Cause she not, I mean, I want her to, it's not that I don't want to talk about it at all. Cause that's not healthy either, but for her to just know, it's not that we were trying to look a certain way, but we're trying to be healthy.
0: Yeah. And that's important for them to take those types of situations and adapt it to their life too. But I don't want them to have unhealthy expectations. And I think that that's hard to navigate, especially nowadays with social media and stuff. Definitely. So what are some things, Callie, that you do to take care of yourself that sets you up for more success?
1: So the biggest things I've found that work are planning out my week. So if I plan my, my workouts, you know, if I schedule them in, I'm going to do them. And if I don't, you know, like, oh, I'll get that. We'll start over next week. So, and having the meals, I don't, I'm not full meal prep, but knowing like, okay, it's Sunday. I'm gonna get all the groceries I want for the week. I may not meal prep all those, but I have a plan.
0: I think that's, that's helpful for me too. I've recently started like a meal subscription plan and it's like a local company in our area And they do like four different meals a week, plus two different breakfast options and a couple of snacks. And if you order, say you order like on a Monday, they get delivered to your house on Sunday. And it's really nice because you're supporting someone's business locally, but you're also setting yourself up to succeed. And I know when I was doing meal prep, my kids, who pretty much survive on frozen chicken nuggets (laughs) at this point in life... Same. They wouldn't eat same. any of the things that I would cook, and so I would only cook like maybe two big meals, and then I would get so bored eating the same all the leftovers thing all by myself. right. And so this gives me a little more variety, and it's less time consuming because, mm-hmm. you know, as a working mom, it's hard to find the time to cook and be healthy. And so that's one of the things that I think is worth spending my money on so that I can have an easier life and I just have to warm up my kids' frozen chicken nuggets at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, man. like I'm glad you're giving a lot of chicken nuggets still right now (laughs) because... We early, she wants chicken nuggets and curly fries and why it's easy right now with his baby food. But yeah, it's like once they start going to school,
0: all your meal options are just so limited because all their friends don't like certain things and everybody so wants to be like each other. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Another thing I do, I notice that and it seems really simple, but as long as I'm taking care of myself, that's either my biggest like success secret or my biggest failure. So like if I'm not managing my stress levels and if I'm not sleeping, then I tend to be grumpy and then I'll overcompensate that by like eating comfort foods and kind of just like, Derailing, but if I notice those things are coming and happening, I can tailor how I handle those things or say, like, to my husband, like, I really need to go to bed early tonight. I really need to catch up on sleep. And when I'm in that good space, then I do much better eating healthy and doing the right things. But it's, it's hard to make those things are priority when you're
1: a mom because all you're doing is taking care of all the things for everyone else. You're always last. Always last. And I talk to my patients so much about that, that we need to take care of you so you can take care of your family. But I don't always listen to myself. Yeah, take our advice
0: but we sometimes, if not always, <laughs> don't either. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So another thing I have found, which I was, did you always seek cardio, like when you were trying to do? Yeah, I always thought that was the easiest way.
0: And I never wanted to be like really bulky or like have big muscles. Like that was never, I just wanted to be skinnier. And so that wasn't a goal of mine. But that is one thing
1: that we learned in the program, right? I was shocked that like I was getting deaf muscle, like definition. I mean, I wasn't ripped, right? But I was starting to see, never had biceps before that. Like like, Ryan, there's a little line here. And so that was, I, and I enjoyed it. It was like 30 minutes of lifting easy. I mean, weights at home. It's so easy, but it's getting that motivation to keep doing it. Yeah.
0: And and the science behind that is you, as you're building up your muscles, your metabolism is actually responding better than it would to like cardio, right? So you're helping your body to build up its metabolism by doing like weight training and stuff. And those are things I never knew about.
1: Yeah. So building muscle mass, increasing your metabolism, and it prevents osteoporosis. Yeah. Bonus tip, bonus tip, (laughs) but cardio is important for your heart health, but you can do get some cardio in with the weight, the exercises she gave us, you know, it was, you got your heart rate up. So it was kind of a two for one. But I have also been trying to get as much water as possible. And I know you hear that all the time, right? It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it is. But it is really important. And I can tell specifically like when I go to sleep at night if I haven't
0: drank enough water because my muscles are kind of crampy, which is one of the fun things that starts to happen
1: to you as you age, right? (laughs) You get old, (laughs) right? I definitely feel it. I feel it even through the day you know, I am tired. I, I start to notice my skin change within a few days if I'm not drinking enough.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've gotten one of those huge, almost like embarrassingly large <laughs> water bottles that I just like tote around at work and go to all my meetings with. And it has like those little like di- couple like hourly goals. Cheering you that on. Are like,
1: Yeah, you can do this. <laughs> almost there.
0: And I think that that actually helps set my pace too with drinking enough fluids.
1: Oh yeah. I feel like I've had... Th- it's annoying, but I think I've influenced other people in the office to drink more water, actually, Same. with it. So I'll take it as a win. I've also noticed, I don't know if it's a lazy factor, but if it has a straw, I'll drink more water. Same. Is it, like, is it really that much effort to lift up a water Probably bottle? Probably not. Well, I don't I think know. Our
0: water bottles are pretty large,
1: but. They are. But i I think it's like you can still multitask. Like, I can still type.
0: Yeah. And driving. Like I drink a lot of water when I'm driving just because like I think about it and I've got my water bottle like right next to me too.
1: But it does make a difference in so many ways. So I just want to leave y'all with one last tip and that would be to give yourself some grace. So as you can see, two Southern moms and all over the country and world, we've been through COVID We've had two hurricanes demolish our town in the last year. A two crazy years. flood that we all survived. It's been, it's been a hard time. And, you know, just give yourself some grace. Keep working your way to be healthy and role models for your children.
0: Yeah. And, and when you fall off the wagon or you're really struggling, don't let that just set you into like a downward spin. Just start again because everything with all of our family members, like when our kids mess up, we give them other chances and we let them try again. And we need to be as forgiving with ourselves because we don't
1: always have to be perfect. I agree. I've really been working on that the past few months and I think I've improved. I don't go a whole week spiraling. I'll make, I'll reset the next day. Same. So we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to move and shake. We hope you all enjoy the other amazing episodes that are lined up that Zibby has planned. You do not want to miss any of them. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to
1: moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving.